today on CityCast Denver. Adam Caden Holland, Ben Roy, and Andrew Orvidal. Three of the funniest Denverites are back from making their TV show in Los Angeles, and we're talking to them about what makes this city funny. Because there's no real industry here, it's sort of funny for funny's sake. Denver Comedy's always had a desperation. It feels like you're like howling into the void, just hoping someone will recognize you. Today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Oh, hey, if you're new to CityCast Denver, hello. We've noticed there are a lot of new listeners lately, so I wanted to give you a special welcome. Every day on this show, we bring you stories about Denver to help you stay informed, engaged, and connected to your city. We're so glad you're here. Now, some news. Temperatures are kind of mild, I mean, compared to last week, with highs in the mid-80s and a 40% chance of rain and thunderstorms. Okay, my Twitter is blowing up. There is just too much news. So we're going to do this rapid fire. First, it's official. Meow Wolf's Denver Outpost, Convergence Station, opens September 17th. Second, Denver Public Schools announced that all students, staff, and visitors must wear masks in all DPS buildings. And finally, I-70 through Glenwood Canyon will be closed for the next few days, if not weeks, after mudslides overtook the area. Denver's comedy scene occupies a weird space. We're not on a coast, and there aren't many major comedy scenes within driving distance, so like much of our art and culture here, comedy exists in Denver as an island or even an oasis, as one of our guests today calls it. But that doesn't mean there aren't a ton of funny people in Denver. There are, and it's growing. Adam Caden Holland, Ben Roy, and Andrew Orvidal call themselves the Grawlicks. And when they first started their careers in the early 2000s, Denver's comedy scene looked really different. I have a two and a half year old and a two month old. If I'm hanging out somewhere, I'm in You're a lot in of big trouble. trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're hanging out the window because a bird got that little one again. <laughs> yeah. Retrieving. The stork, yeah. they, t- they do take backs. Sometimes the storks <laughs> take them back. <laughs> now the Grolix boys have grown up. They've been to LA and back for their TV show, Those Who Can't. And now they're settling down in Denver with their families and working on their podcast, The Grolix Saves the World. Recently, they sat down with producer Paul Caroli to reflect on where Denver's comedy scene has been and where it's going. Andrew Orvidal, Ben Roy, Adam Caton Holland, The Grolix, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, this is, uh, this is such a treat and we're going to talk in a minute about how Denver made the Grawlicks, uh, but we're a daily news podcast. So we got to start with the news here. Adam, is the Grawlicks show really back for good this time? (laughs) We're back until the Delta variant claims us all. Yeah. (laughs) But we are back. Uh, the last Saturday of every month at the Bug Theater, we're doing our live show again, and it's thrilling. We had our first one last month, and our next one is this Saturday. And my God, it's so nice to be back at the Bug Theater with these two just goofing and, and writing new bits and, and, and riffing, goofing and bits. That's goofing, what I miss. Riffing our bits, doing our skits. And just as a, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the podcast, but if you haven't been to the Bug Theater, it's a little piece of Denver history. You should go to our show just to see the Bug Theater, and then our show would be like gravy 
gravy on that. Yeah, comedy gravy. Yeah, say, say more about that. I don't know anything about the bug's history. I didn't. I didn't know that story. Oh, boy, under those floorboards. <laughs> oh baby. Uh, the, I don't know when the bug opened. Do you all know? But it is like it no, is been a, around for decades. I, it was like a Nickelodeon theater in the twenties, um, and it's been various forms. But honestly, you can go. It's in the north side of town on um, Navajo and like thirty sixth, and you can just see mixed-use condos encroaching, literally like surrounding this yeah. old gem of a, of a brick theater. And it's and just it's very perfect innocuous. For when you go by, you almost don't even know there's a theater there. You could almost just drive right by. But there's this very cool 150-seat uh, theater in there that's just... It's one of those spaces where you walk in and you're like, oh, this is a much-loved space. You can just see that the people involved have been caring after it and you know, decorating it exactly as, as they like. And yeah. those spaces have been kind of evaporating, not only in Denver, but cities all over. So it's cool that, that we have this one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Such an institution. Um, so let's talk about you guys, how you all started. Like, and I'll say just for me, like when I started getting into the local comedy scene, probably 2015, 2016-ish, like, everybody seemed to want to book one of you guys on their show. You were all were like the defining act. Who, who are these people? I need their emails immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could use that now. So, so let's um, go back to the beginning. Andrew, maybe you, can, uh, maybe you can take this one. How did you all meet and start doing this? Sure, thing? I started in about uh, 2003, May of 2003 specifically. And then we would all just kind of do the same shows. Like when you're starting comedy... It's every night of the week. Where can I go? Oh, I'm at the Lion's Lair on Mondays. I'm at the Squire on Tuesdays. I'm at some no-name sports bar in Glendale on Wednesdays. It's just this grind, but you love it and you don't think of it as a grind. You're like, oh, I get to see my friends. I get to try out these terrible new jokes. And um, so that's sort of how we were spending our time together as part of that comedy class. And then we coalesced into more of a group. Uh, a handful of years later, Adam would probably know the specific year, but um, we started a show at the old Curtis Street um, bar uh, right down there downtown, and it was literally Adam and I run into the bathroom, putting on suits to sit at a desk and read the news in front of like four people. <laughs> yeah, I think we were all very ambitious, though. Like we like exactly that. We it didn't matter if there were four people. We were trying to like put on big involved shows and and that just went on through various you know iterations until became the Grolix and then we just started doing a web series and that led to a t our TV show and now we've all been working together for like 16 years 15 yeah. years it also uh, perfectly dovetailed this movement in comedy where comics got to start putting on the shows and there was such a thing as like oh it's an independent show where the comics are in control of everything and it was kind of a cool new model uh, a more quote-unquote punk-feeling model than the, like, oh, other people put on the shows, and you just show up and do comedy. And it was like, oh, we also get the keys to the to the car? Though this is this is different. For sure. Ben, what do you think about that? Is it that punk feeling that made Denver such a good place for you all to, to start this career in comedy around the same time? We were fortunate in that Wendy, the owner of Comedy Works, never really fought us on doing independent shows. I've heard other cities, there's a lot of animosity between the club owners and and uh, shows that happen outside of the big club. Wendy was always supportive of that, uh, never really seemed to take issue with us throwing our own shows. So 
And also Denver has always just always had an amazing comedy scene. I mean, it's always been known as uh, as a as a scene that people uh, knew great comics would come out of. So um, I didn't know these I mean, I knew them through the scene, but uh, they put on shows. They're being very kind. I did not put on shows. I just did stand ben was up. A lo- ben was a lone wolf. He'd, he'd lope in all by himself. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just did my own thing. And, <laughs> and even for a little while, when you started the old Curtis Street, Adam and Andrew, when you guys started doing Los Comicos Super Hilariosos, though, I had quit stand-up. I had stopped doing it for about a year because I was just focusing on playing music. But I would still go to these shows because they were great and insane, and you never knew what was going to happen. So... Uh, but I think it was just the right, like Andrew says, the right group of people together and the right mindset at the, the like culturally at the time in stand up. Adam, what do you think it is about? Um, I mean, everyone talks about Denver as having this great comedy scene and like we're so often overlooked in the national conversation. What, what do you think it is about Denver that um, that shaped you all as a group and your sense of humor together? Uh, I, th- I think it's two things. I think, uh, comedy works is such a renowned club that, uh, it's kind of cultivated an, an intel, a, a discerning comedy community in Denver. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There'll be every breed of comic coming through comedy works, but for the most part, Wendy brings in really excellent comedians every week. And so if you're like, Oh, okay. I'm, I, you, you teach a city what good comedy is by doing that. Um, and then I think also because there's no real industry here that it's sort of funny for funny's sake. Like you're not going to get plucked off the stage and put on a network sitcom in Denver. You're just not. So I think Andrew, I hate to burst your bubble, buddy. (laughs) You got to get out of here, bud. You got to want that big sitcom dollar. You got to get out of here. The clock is ticking on YouTube. (laughs) So there's just that. It's just funny for funny's sake. And I think Denver's always Denver comedy's always had a desperation. It feels like you're like howling into the void, just hoping someone will recognize you. But I think that cre- that makes really like uh, just comics that work very hard and make sure their acts are as interesting and 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 stand out as much as possible. Uh, also, I was just gonna say geographically, Denver is so isolated culturally that it's like all of your your concentration of shows will just be in Denver. And then when you want to leave and do shows, it's going to be Rollins, Wyoming, Riverton, Wyoming, somewhere else, Wyoming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So much Wyoming. There are good shows scattered there, very few and far between. But so many of those shows are just like, oh, yikes. Like, if you didn't have the Oasis of Denver to come back to, it'd be like, oh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Whereas if you lived on the East Coast or up in the North northwest coast or somewhere there's a uh a variety of cities you could just travel to in two hours you could just drive and be in a new huge city with its own scene and and venues and we just don't have that in denver so to echo what adam said too i mean going back to why the comedy works if you travel and you do stand up as we all do you realize that it is not the norm to have locals opening up your shows that's just not it's more common for a lot of big chain clubs to book outside um, features and MCs from other cities that are traveling themselves as well. 
Comedy Works uses a roster that is entirely local. So on the that was like our goal was like totally. to work our way up the list and to be able to open for all these bigger comics that were coming through that we all looked up to and and we got to know them. You you sit in a green room for a weekend, you get to know comics and that helps spread the word of of like uh, the reputation of a city and whatnot. Well, we got to talk a little bit more about comedy works, I think, because like at the same time that it's played this role of like shepherding and cultivating the local comedy community, it's also come under come under some criticism, especially lately for booking, you know, controversial acts, mostly white guys. What do you all think about that? Any Anything to say about comedy works right now? I mean, I'll take this. You know, there's been a lot of <laughs> here's the thing. Comedy works is run almost entirely by women. Um, and I feel odd as a straight white dude telling a group of women what they should and shouldn't do with their business also feels extremely shitty and misogynistic. She, she makes her own choices with regards to that. I, uh, I know TJ Miller is, is one of these people that has been brought up, uh, about that. As far as that goes, I just choose not to attend those shows. I've always viewed it as an art gallery or a movie theater. If a film or something is being shown that I don't like, I don't show up there. Um, but that's just my point of view and largely self-serving. I will fully admit that, that it's a great stage and I have a fondness for that room. And, uh, you know, um, so. So it's been uh, many years since you all started up. Um, Decades. And it was decades, it's been decades. It's been we're so, we're so old. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, Denver's a different place than it was back then. Do you think it's still a good place to start in comedy? And Adam, maybe you can take that one. I wonder. I think the Denver scene is has exploded. And, and now there's so many cool indie showcases going on every night of the week that yes i do think it's an excellent i think it's a better place to start out now than it was when we began and and not to pat ourselves on the back because there's been others but because there's now examples of comics that have come out of here and done things nationally a lot of late night sets from and sam talent is a comic who's exploding out of here and troy walker's done late night out of here and so i think there's now a precedent of like oh you can do major things out of Denver, Colorado, which I think when we were starting, there was less of that for sure. So yeah, I think, I mean, Josh, Josh blue did it. Right. Um, right. And, and that was like, a, holy, it was crap. mind blowing. Yeah. It was yeah, mind blowing. It was Josh like, did wow. That. Somebody on a national, it's getting better. Um, and it's, and it's working to become that. I will say when we started this, it was a boys club, a white boys club. Like that's what it was when we started. And that was the group before us. I do think that Denver comedy is really doing its best and trying hard to make strides strides to there are more, not enough yet, but more women uh, than there have ever been that I recall doing oh, stand up. I mean, it's cool to see this uh that that it is trying to be inclusive it's not perfect um and i think there are people that are are trying to hold it accountable and that's great and i think that it's cool to see it becoming more diverse 
Um, and hopefully it continues to make strides with that. And like you said, I think Comedy Works needs to do work, work with that. And I know she has um, with people she's putting on the list, younger comics. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a, a work in progress always. So, But it is cool to see it making strides. Yeah, I definitely agree. In terms of diversity, it's never been a better scene for sure. But in terms of like venues and like when we started, there were just like, hey, it's a cool art gallery with a stage in it. Want to do a show here? Yeah, like, just don't burn it down. Like that kind of, and I feel like a lot of those spaces are gone now. And if you want to try to set up a show, you're jumping through hoops. You've got to like, there's investors and stuff and all of this development has just changed the landscape of places. Because you do, you need a space for a show. It's not just the people. You need a space and you need the right space. You can't have, it's like, well, it's in like a garden behind a place and there's like a running generator next to the stage and it's <laughs> it's like you need, you need a, a space for the show to be quality. And I think that those spaces have definitely dried up. But there's, well, and- there's hopeful things. Like there's a new club up in Fort Collins called The Fort, which is run by a comedian and that's awesome and that's only an hour away and so that's like a whole nother cool place to to do shows yeah i mean the scene is like that's a good point the scene's spreading up and down the front range and i think a big part of that is affordability like you want a good art scene you need artists to be able to live cheaply and that's not denver anymore i definitely was denver when we started out um but the you know the weirdos who weirdo outsider artists need uh, cheap rent and that is not available in Denver anymore. So that's, that's going to bite us in the ass eventually with just nothing but bland, you know, bird scooter riding graphic designers will be the whole city. And uh, <laughs> we'll see how funny the comedy scene is. Then the posters will be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should say that uh, David Rodriguez is that comic you mentioned, the owner of the fort up in Fort Collins. Yeah, that's right. That club is very cool. He has done such a good job. Very funny guy. Well, before we wrap up, can I uh, can I ask you guys an embarrassing question? Just, yes, just Ben. Just Ben. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, just Ben. Just Ben. Um, well, it's actually, I mean, it's embarrassing more for me. I, what does the Grolix mean? Where does that name come from? Uh, ah, Adam. Yes. Do you guys you. get that yeah. question all yeah. the time? Yeah. yeah. We didn't brand ourselves well one bit. It's, what is it, Grolix? I already forgot it, and we'll never follow you guys. Perfect name. <laughs> um, no, the Grolix in a comic strip, uh, when the comic character swears, and they do asterisk, ampersand, exclamation point, to indicate swearing, that is referred to as a Grolix. And uh, we thought it was perfect. Little little comic strip uh, trivia. All right, Adam, Andrew, Ben, thanks so much for joining me on CityCast. Denver. Thanks for having us. Thank you. For Thank having you for us. having us. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Thanks! (laughs) Bye!